Hey, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. And if you want to consider having coaching with me so you can live your life from a Law of Attraction point of view, because when you do that, it only gets better. And my coaching is phone coaching, so it doesn't matter where you live. I have clients all over the U.S. and different parts of the world, so feel free to contact me. And you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com or just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And I hope you've been listening to previous podcasts, and if you haven't, please do, because there's lots of great Law of Attraction information there so you can improve your life. And before I continue reading today from Money and the Law of Attraction, I just wanted to say a few words about anyone who's looking for a job. And I know that people looking for a job now are using LinkedIn and online, of course, job sites and all that kind of thing and sending your resume out and networking and all that's great. But I also want you to realize there's a whole law of attraction component to finding a job. So make sure if you're looking for a job, do all that stuff, but also make sure you keep a high vibration about finding a job and you spend time thinking about what you want and get lost in thoughts of how wonderful it will be to find a job that has wonderful co-workers and a great boss and you get a fantastic salary and wonderful benefits and maybe there's a particular place you want to work you can include that how exciting it would be to work there you know just keep yourself at a positive expectation about whatever job you're looking for because when you do that then you're going to be a vibrational match to finding a job instead of having resistant thoughts like why is it so hard to find a job and are they going to really want me out of everybody else and it's too competitive and are there going to be good benefits and a good salary all those thoughts are blocking it from happening so do yourself a favor and whether it's finding a job a relationship more money whatever it is you want to attract you have to spend time focusing on what you want instead of on what is. So I hope that makes sense. So practice doing that and you're more likely to attract a wonderful job. And another important thing to be aware of is ask yourself in general, where are you on the 1 to 10 vibrational scale? So someone who says they're at a 1, that person will be feeling very down, probably depressed. Someone who says they're at a 5, they're just kind of Uh, they're not depressed, but they're not feeling really happy. And then obviously someone who says they're at an 8, 9, or 10, that person would be feeling like, yay, I feel so happy overall. So ask yourself, where are you on that scale? And if you're not at an 8, 9, or 10, then you have to do what you can to raise yourself. Raise yourself on that vibrational scale because the higher you are, the more likely you're going to attract what you want, You're going to feel happier daily. Things are going to go your way. And it's just wonderful when you're really at an 8, 9, or 10 more often. And actually through my coaching, that's one thing I teach my clients is how to take control of that. Because we have more power than we realize over how good we feel, how high vibration we feel. And it's always so important every day to keep ourselves at the highest vibration possible. That's why I say at the end of each podcast, I always say, choose to have a high vibration day because it really is a choice. So now I'm going to continue reading from 
money and the law of attraction, learning to attract wealth, health, and happiness, written by Esther and Jerry Hicks, The Teachings of Abraham. And this is part five, and this section is called Careers as Profitable Sources of Pleasure. That sounds interesting. So here we go. My first steps in career choice. Jerry asks, how would you suggest we know if we've chosen the right career? And how can we be successful at the career we've chosen? Abraham responds, what is your definition of career? And Jerry says, a career is like a life's work an occupation that people could throw themselves into and put the best and the most of themselves into. And of course, in most cases, people would also want to get a financial return on that. And Abraham responds, What are you meaning by life's work? And Jerry says, Some work that people plan to spend the rest of their lives doing, like a job, profession, or business, or a trade. And then Abraham says, Are you telling us that it is a widespread belief or accepted desire of your culture to choose a career and expect to live happily ever after within one topic forever? And Jerry says, Well, as long as I can remember, it has been traditionally so. From the time I was very young, people began asking me what I was going to be when I grew up. It is interesting to me now to realize that even when I was a very young child, the adults around me had instilled a sense of urgency in me to choose a career. And I remember watching the milkman delivering the beautiful, delicious milk in glass bottles and thinking as I watched him drive away that that would be my choice for a career. And then I witnessed a policeman actually making my mother stop her car by running her off the road. And I was in such admiration of anyone who was able to get my mother to do anything that for a while I decided I'd be a policeman. Not long after that, a doctor set my broken arm and I thought I'd like to be a doctor. <laughs> and then our house caught fire and the idea of being a fireman seemed like the best idea. And even after becoming what many would consider to be an adult, I was still observing and considering the multitude of options from my ever-changing perspective. And so, those around me were a bit disappointed that I kept moving from thing to thing rather than settling on one thing for my life, work, or career. And Abraham responds, Many people, as they read your childhood story of the events of your life influencing your ideas of what you wanted to be when you grew up, might call your ever-changing ideas childish or unrealistic. But we want to acknowledge you are always inspired from the events of your life. And when you allow yourself to follow the flow of those inspired ideas, your potential for a joyous experience is much greater than if you were to select your career based on other reasons that people use to justify their choices, such as family tradition or income potential. It's not surprising that so many have a difficult time deciding what they will do for the rest of their lives. Because you are multifaceted beings, and your dominant intent is to enjoy your absolute basis of freedom, and in your quest for joyful experiences, to experience expansion and growth. In other words, without a real perception of freedom, you will never be joyful, and without joy, you cannot experience true expansion. 
So childish as it may seem to many, it's natural that your life inspires your next adventure and your next and your next. We encourage you to decide as early in life as possible that your dominant intent and reason for existence is to live happily ever after. That would be a very good career choice, to gravitate toward those activities and to embrace those desires that harmonize with your core intentions, which are freedom and growth and joy. Make a career of living a happy life rather than trying to find work that will produce enough income that you can do things with your money that will then make you happy. When feeling happy is of paramount importance to you, and what you do for a living make you happy, you have found the best of all combinations. You can become very good at feeling good under all conditions, but when you become good at reaching for your vibrational balance first, and then attract circumstances and events to yourself from that happy place, your potential for sustained happiness is much greater. And that's the end of that section. And the reason it becomes much greater is because obviously when we're at a high vibration, like attracts like. So we're going to attract circumstances and experiences that are going to make us happy and feel really good because we're already at that high vibration so we attract that and the next section is called what do you do for a living and jerry asks there are cultures still today usually we call them primitive or savage who seem to live in the moment without jobs in other words when they're hungry they catch a fish or find fruit in a tree and abraham says will they be reading this ha 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 no they won't what is the basic category of people you believe will be reading this book? And Jerry says, people who believe it's essential to have some sort of an income-producing job. And Abraham says, what do you believe is the predominant reason that people believe they should find a career early in life and then pursue it the rest of their lives? Jerry says, of course, I can't speak for everyone, but it seems to almost be a moral or ethical position that we should or ought to find work that produces money. In other words, it's considered to be inappropriate to receive money without giving something back or without being productive in some way. Then Abraham responds, You're right. Most people do feel a need to justify their existence through effort or work. And that is perhaps the reason why the first question that you ask one another upon meeting for the first time is, drumroll, drumroll, what do you do for a living? And Jerry says, well, for about 40 years, I earned my living by working about an hour and a half a day. And often people would voice a sort of resentment that I could have such an income without putting out more time which would usually evoke a justification from me as I would then explain how much energy I expended during that 90 minutes, how many years it took me to become good at what I did, or how much driving I had to do to even begin my work. In other words, I always felt a need to justify that I was actually paying a fair price for what I was receiving. And then Abraham responds, 
When you are in vibrational alignment, which means that you are in alignment with the source within you and that your own dreams and beliefs are in balance, you never feel a need to justify to another. Many people attempt to justify their behavior or ideas to others, but it's never a good idea to use opinions of others as a guide that you are seeking alignment with rather than your own guidance system. Many people early on in your experience attempt to demand your compliance with their rules and opinions. But if you allow what they want to be central to the decisions that you make, you only get further and further out of alignment with who you really are and with the intentions that you were born with, as well as those that have evolved from the life experience you are living. You will never experience the deliciousness of feeling free until you release your desire to please others and replace it with your powerful intention to align to who you really are, to your source, by caring how you feel and choosing good-feeling thoughts that let you know you have found your alignment. When you sense that someone is disapproving of you or attacking you, it's a natural response to defend yourself. But that need to defend will quickly subside when you have trained yourself into alignment with your inner being, because all feelings of vulnerability will have been replaced with a sure-footed sense of who you really are. No matter what choices you make, there will always be someone who does not agree with those choices. But as you find your balance and maintain your alignment, most who are observing you will be more inclined to ask you what your secret to success is, rather than criticizing you for being successful. And those who continue to criticize you would find no satisfaction in your justification, no matter how compelling your argument is. It's not your role to fix the feeling of lack within others. It's your role to keep yourself in balance. When you allow your society or even one other person to dictate to you what you should want or how you should behave, you will lose your balance because your sense of freedom, which is core to your very beingness, is challenged. When you pay attention to the way you feel and you practice the self-empowering thoughts that align with who you really are, you will offer an example of thriving that will be tremendous value to those who have the benefit of observing you. You cannot get poor enough to help poor people thrive or sick enough to help sick people get well. You only ever uplift from your position of strength and clarity and alignment. And that's the end of that section. And what great advice. What great advice. You know, I, I love that last part. You can't get poor enough to help those who are poor. You can't get sick enough to help those who are sick. Like we have to, again, it goes back to, we have to focus on our own well-being, on our own vibration. And the more we care more about that, not only is it helping us in a better way, we're setting a great example for others and let them come to us and say, hey, what are you doing? You know, you always seem so positive. You always seem so successful. I'd rather have someone come to me and ask me that than why aren't you successful? It seems to always go back to that, that we have to care more about how we're feeling and keeping ourselves at the best vibration possible. And the more I'm reading from this book, the more obvious it is, it goes hand in hand. The higher vibration we keep ourselves, the more we're going to attract what we want. 
because pretty much every chapter, regardless of what they're talking about, in some way goes back to that. And this next section also sounds very interesting. The Law of Attraction and Career. Abraham asks, what is the primary reason for the desire for a career? And Jerry answers, I read a study done recently that concluded that what most people are looking for is prestige. In other words, if offered the choice of having a higher title or money, most choose the title. And then Abraham responds, Those who are seeking prestige have replaced their own guidance system with seeking approval from others. And that is a rather unfulfilling way to live because the onlookers you are seeking to please do not sustain long-lasting attention upon you. The study is very likely accurate because most people do care more about what others think about them than they do about how they personally feel. But there can be no consistency in that focus of guidance. Sometimes people worry that if they selfishly consider what makes them happy above all other things, they will be uncaring and unfair to those around them. But we know that the opposite is true. When you care about your alignment with Source, which is represented by the way you feel, and you work to maintain your connection, anyone who is then your object of attention receives benefit from your gaze. You cannot uplift another unless you are connected to the source of well-being yourself. We understand that it can feel very good when others hold you as their object of attention, as they are feeling appreciation for you, because they are then doing exactly what we were just explaining to you. In their appreciation of you, they are connected to Source and showering it all over you. But to ask others to always be in alignment with Source and to always hold you as their object of attention so that you can be showered with the well-being they are providing is not practical because you cannot control their connection and you will not always be their only object of attention. You do, however, have absolute control over your own connection to Source. And when your dominant intent is to maintain your connection while leaving others out of that equation, then you will be free of trying to please others, which you cannot consistently do anyway, and you will be able to maintain a consistent connection and feeling of well-being. An interesting thing to note is, those who care about how they feel, who consistently hold themselves in an attitude of good feeling emotions, who are connected to source and flowing positive thoughts outward toward whatever they are focused on, are usually seen by others to be attractive, and they are often the recipients of much appreciation and approval. You just cannot get the approval you seek from the place of needing it or from the place of lack of it. An office with a wonderful window view or a parking place with your name on it or an impressive title accompanying your name cannot fill the void caused by not being in alignment with who you really are. When you achieve that alignment, those things feel less important, but then interestingly enough, they come anyway. And that's the end of that section. And of course they happen anyway, because when you are that connected, you're feeling at a really high vibration. And since we know like attracts like, of course you're going to attract what you want. Whether it's a job, more money, a relationship, whatever it is.
And once again, there was a lot of great information in today's podcast. So listen to it again. Think about how you can use it in your own life. How connected do you feel to your source energy? Do you feel really excited and happy every day and have a positive expectation towards what you want? If so, great. If not, then you have to know what to do so you do feel that way. And if you want coaching to help you with that, please contact me. My coaching is phone coaching, so it doesn't matter where you live. Contact me through my website, lifecoachdavid.com, or just email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And I promote that because it really works. It totally works. All my clients say so, and I see the improvement in their lives. And that's why I want to coach as many people as possible. So thanks again for listening. Tune in to the next podcast, which hopefully I'll put out soon. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day. <laughs>